Welcome back to the Troubleshooting Life Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Poston, with my co-host, Jay Peters, where we talk about various topics, sharing our experiences on life and finance. What's up, man? What is going on? Not much, not much. You know, just a, another day or night for us. Yeah. Night. <laughs> you gotta do these off hours, man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, your, your drill weekend. You know, Got mine uh, next. Yeah, next weekend. Yeah. Yeah, those are always fun. You no. Know? <laughs> For those that yeah. oh no, that's uh, that's sarcastic because it's it's uh, kind of boring. Uh, yeah. Or it can be. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it is what you make out. of it, right? So yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. If only I had, you know, my weekend was in Hawaii, that'd be nice, but uh, it's not a thing. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You're a little, a little far away from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you guys have this, but once a quarter, say if you're uh, assigned out there, if your actual unit is out there, but yeah. instead of, say, here in Texas, um, our our minimum requirement would be to travel once a quarter. Um, and then for our the information warfare type uh, field, I think they'll allow once a month to do it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. No, no, it's definitely not. Uh, well, I'm not saying that other units might not have that, but, yeah, the unit I'm at, we don't have something like that. Which, is, you know, uh, it would be cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, like, say, yeah, oh, yeah, well, I got to go out here to Hawaii for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be out there in Hawaii, you know, doing some work. <laughs> On the beach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, it was crazy. So when we were actually coming back from Hawaii, uh, there was a reserve unit activating. Yeah. At that time. Because, like, it was a, a bunch of people. Uh, and what kind of pissed me off is they were all in all, they are all on our flight, too. So, you know, when they call for boarding and stuff, they said military boarding. Uh, yeah. I'm definitely jumping in line, no doubt. But it was half the plane was military boarding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you ever did Space A. Yeah, I, I want to visit. Yeah. yeah, is it was it something like that? Space A. Yeah, uh, because you you have this order you have to go by. Uh, no, I no, it wasn't like that. No, because I remember doing Space A when I was a dependent, and my mom was active duty, um, and we were flying from here to to get to Portugal. Yeah. And stuff. Um, now that that was rough. That that's a, a rough experience, um, especially if you don't plan out really well. Um, but it can, I mean, it financially can be fairly beneficial if you're going someplace that's not not commonly traveled or during a time that it's not commonly traveled, and yeah. you try to kind of sneak in and stuff. And of course, you can. I think you could call. I think the day of, or maybe the night before, to check. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Or availability, but yeah, no. That, when my experience with it was pretty rough. No, 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 I've actually had some pretty good experience. Because uh, uh, you're right, you have to do some planning. The A lot of them now, they have uh, Facebook. You can go on Facebook, kind of see the flights. And then if there's the, uh, something really important, yeah, you can call them, find out. Like, hey, you got any seats coming up? Hey, you got any seats coming up? Yeah. And then, because... Yeah, we we've had some uh, you know, butt puckers where we thought, Oh man, there's no flights coming. And then all of a sudden Yeah, yeah then all of a sudden forty seats show up. Now, boom. That means we're getting we're getting on there. Oh yeah. 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 You know, I mean, 
Uh, have you done it uh, as a reservist though, or just on active? Nah, only on active. Um, yeah. Nah, you because you sit at a higher category, so you, yeah, you'll yeah, so you'll be a priority. Like, only mission stuff would be probably ahead of you if it was yeah. happening mission mission wise. Then yeah, then you get booted to the side. But besides that, no, you're getting on that plane. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's always great when it's a lot of seats because that means yeah. you kind of you kind of look around. You ah, not every you know. I know everybody's. Uh, I know everybody's gonna get on this plane. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. have yeah, versus it's just oh no, we gotta stop here. Yeah. All, you, all you're doing is hitching a ride. That's all it is. If you, yeah. You go, yeah. Just uh, available seating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you get sit in there with cargo. Uh, cause it's, it's been times I've been on a flight and it was cargo in there and stuff. So, cause that's basically what it's for, right? They're basically going to deliver something to another place or unless it's mission wise that you, you know, it, they need to get people over to a different area and yeah. yeah, you just hop on and you just catch that ride for free and going from Germany to back to the States. Yeah. I probably pay $11 for food cause they have some, uh, in flight stuff that you can eat. I mean, not the best food. It's just, just so you don't starve. Yeah. <laughs> just enough so you don't starve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some mushy, mushy rice and some uh, questionable looking meat. Yeah, I, honestly, I can't remember. Obviously, it wasn't that great. If I don't remember, maybe it's sandwiches or something. I, I, I can't. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'd smash a sandwich. I don't know. Some of the stuff that they'd be serving, it's kind of, kind of sketch. <laughs> man. <laughs> Last year, I know they when we were traveling and stuff the they still weren't doing hot food yeah. and stuff or, uh, or even prepared food, even cold prepared food. They were just doing a sandwich and uh, chips and stuff, which yeah. kind of jank. And that's that's some, I, I call foul on the uh, airline <laughs> industry for that one. Um, but uh, but this year, yeah, they were definitely serving, serving stuff on the plane and stuff. And, uh, you know, I was uh, trying to make my girl comfortable on the flight. So I got her a first, first class ticket yeah, uh, on the way to Hawaii, because anyone that's had to travel overseas um, knows that those those flights can be pretty long. Yeah. Um, so the one we took was, I think, seven hours from Phoenix. And yeah, so I, I got her a first class flight to make her more comfortable. And now, dude, she got more stuff than I did. Man, I paid for that thing, and I didn't even get that. Like, she got an entree, two snacks, um, real food type snack, a burger and stuff. I got peanuts uh, back here and a little uh, biscuit. Though. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, hey, but you made it though. That, oh yeah, oh, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm chilly. Like you said, <laughs> military. You, you get used to being uncomfortable, or uh, yeah, exactly, or not, <laughs> or not being in comfort. I should say, maybe not being. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, so that actually could tie into you know our title for today. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah, life is a beast. I'm just here to tame it. But before yeah. we get to that, yeah, how's yeah. the goals going? Goals. Okay, okay, okay. Um, my goals right now was basically saving, saving money. So I am headed in that, that direction of, I could possibly hit my goal of saving amount, a uh, certain amount of money. Uh, you know, my, my job actually gave out a bonus. So it, it actually kind of pushed, pushed it along. So, okay. Maybe, maybe I can make it. Maybe, you know, like, cause at first I was skeptical. Waterfall money. Yeah, cause I, it was kind of skeptical because I'm not sure if because I had to pay for some stuff and man, this it's putting a dent in this this uh, plan yeah, of mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then the other goal was just uh, getting to know more people that can help me and on my yeah, path yeah. of real estate. So uh, again, like I said, my neighbor he has he, he actually is a general contractor and he also know other general contractors. So 
Looking at the counter yesterday? Yeah, it is. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if we had a little gathering in, in my house, so that's yeah. that's what Jay's talking about there. Yeah, as a backstory for the yeah. listening. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then uh, my sister was giving me the, some people over in where she lived, real oh, estate agents. Yeah. yeah. So we can. So I can figure out what I'm gonna do there because I, I I feel like that's a good low barrier barrier of entry. So I want to try I want to try that because the taxes are definitely lower in that area you know, where my sister lived. Yeah. So that was that was uh, so I would say the goals of moving, maybe not moving the way I wanted to move, but they are moving. So yeah. All right. We talked in the last podcast. It's not about you know taking the next right step. It's just taking the next step. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so. so yeah, what about you, man? You know, it's been going, man. We finally finished up the property. You know, just doing small little touch-ups here and there, just getting stuff cleaned up and presentable. Gonna go by tomorrow, probably power wash a little bit, and then uh, take some take some pictures. Yeah, um, put it out there, man. Put it out there. Get it get it rented out this month. You know, continue on now on to the next, man. Yeah, yeah, that's uh that's some exciting stuff there. Yes, I can't wait till I catch a you know a good deal. To, you know, and it, I guess it really isn't about the good deal. It's just getting in the game. So yeah. the money will work a little bit more for you in, in the bricks than it will in the bank, I guess. So yeah, I mean the market's ever changing. So yeah, another thing I started getting into recently is trying to purchase equity and through like crowdfunding. Yeah. So so like there's a company that I heard of called the 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 Black Bread Company. Yeah. Um, and it's like the it, they just came out back in like twenty. 20 i believe and it's the first and i think only black owned sliced bread company like to date yeah. um at least here in the united states i don't know about anywhere else because like you know you'll have like black owned businesses where they own bakeries and stuff but yeah. like the like you know, the companies that serve uh sliced bread like in grocery stores and stuff like that like nature's own i don't know any other Brand companies. That's about it. One thing is Wonder Bread. I wonder Bread. I, I get. I get whatever the store brand is. Right? If it's not the store brand, I don't know what it is. But no, yeah, and like, like you got to listen to the guy's stories. Like the three cats from uh from Chicago. And you know, it was a very uh it was influenced you know during the the George Floyd fiasco and incident. Yeah. But uh, but no, one of the guys he was you know going out for groceries and he was you know everyone you know, typically buys bread but he was like into that kick where he was only buying by or buying or purchasing things by black owned companies right and like yeah, he was yeah. going down the bread aisle and he was looking up stuff on his phone and he could never find like any of these companies were if they were owned by like by uh, african-american people and he said and he figured out that none of them are like no yeah. company is so him and a couple of his buddies decided to make a company themselves. When I heard about them and I heard that they were like crowdfunding and what they were doing is that they were offering like shares or stock in the company yeah. for crowdfunding. I was like, man, I got to jump on that. All right. So, and then, I mean, there's other companies that do it, but I, you know, I just thought, saw an opportunity, um, you know, why to jump in on something. Yeah. I literally just did that yesterday morning. So, okay. Yeah. That sounds, uh, again, something exciting. Uh, you know, yeah, that's something I haven't done before either. So that's, yeah. And then that's, uh, what I've been trying to conquer more, more, I guess, take more risk just like, or even just, uh, find new hobbies, uh, anything that it's just different things. It's like, I told you about swimming, right? Uh, I know I had mentioned it on the podcast, but yeah, I just, uh, taking up swimming more. And didn't realize I didn't realize how much energy you have to spend, you know, when you you're trying to do laps. So yeah. trying to do laps is great because I, I know I can't do laps. Like I mean, yeah, 
good laps hard yeah michael phelps makes it look so easy but yeah and that's why he got those uh those shoulders if you look at how he's oh, built yeah. yeah 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 and uh because shoulders are a big part of that pushing your body through through the water yeah <laughs> yeah a lot and full body everything like you know just because like you're pulling your body with your uh with your upper body right yeah so, you know as your legs are kicking you know you're still working those so yeah you feel everything especially when you're out you're like dang man that was a good workout yeah so yeah that's that's uh yeah something else that i've been working on so now can we get to the the, the topic uh, now yeah you like uh, you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you but yeah that was good though like yeah to circle yeah, back around grease the skids grease the skids yeah yeah because yeah that was that, that was my bad skipping over our, our lines here yeah. but yeah so life is a beast i'm just here to tame it so obviously we you know just even our conversation we just saw how much where where life can take us uh, you know how many things that you can actually uh do and how how many things can actually change your life you know just like how you were saying earlier with the uh space a and just how we adjust and adapt to whatever we need to and that's it's all because it's life right and life throws whatever at you and if you don't try to adjust to it then it'll tame you instead of you tame it, you know? Yeah, so. Well, some people, you know, they'll buckle under, right? Some people just, you know, just can't handle uh, some of the things that get thrown at them. Yes. Yeah. You know, preparing for certain situations, right? Or or not, uh, or, you know, just, you know, hardening your mind, right? Or, or yeah, yeah. your outlook on life. Like, try, not try to look at the lens of everything's like sunshine and rainbows. Uh, I'm yeah. not saying everything is dull and, and rainy and gloomy, but having like the realistic perspective that like not everything is going to go perfect, right? You're going to get punched in the mouth, right? Not maybe not physically. I don't know. Maybe, oh, you, maybe, might, you might as well say your line, man. You know, everybody got a plan to get punched in the mouth. Yeah, everybody's got a plan to get punched in the mouth. Oh, um, and that's true. Like whether it was you know it's physical, right? Because like man, if you ever gotten punched in the mouth like physically, like it don't feel yeah. like really yeah. it don't like like you ain't looking to to get punched in the mouth right but like really expect that yeah happen. life can happen that way things will happen to you that you just don't expect but you can't just buckle under you can't just you need to take the punches right you have to learn to yeah. to get up from those punches and and you know maybe throw some if you need to um but yeah like you said there's a beast man yeah so and, and i guess it'll go to the the first part of what we're going to talk about uh with life as a beast right yeah like what do you want out of life right so if you can understand what you want out of life, then you can, again, have those uh, focus lens on, focus lenses on to help you get to, you know, get in a direction. At least you can see the direction you want to go in. Because if you don't have some type of plan or, you know, or just some thought of what you want to do, then you, you're easily knocked off your path. Right. I, I call it like, you know, knocked off my pivot. I, I'll say that because, you know, like if you don't have a good balance you know, especially like if you're playing basketball or whatever, you're in your, you're pivoting, you, someone can knock you off balance real quick, you know? So, uh, and that was something that I kind of always look at now, like, you know, have a goal set, don't try to be too bullish, right? But have a goal set, go in, in the direction of that goal and just don't let too many people tell you what you should be doing. You know, you do the research, you find out, you kind of take in account whatever they're saying and just you're like, okay, let me let me research what they're talking about. Let me see if they they're making sense or if they're just talking out their butthole, right? Yeah, because yeah, hey, that happens a lot. Uh, people are, uh, assume they know what's going on, uh, and then and try to tell you this, and then they don't know, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, that's always the first thing. Like, hey, what do you want? 
You know, yeah. just like how we talk about real estate, we know a direction we want to go in, right? Yeah. Or as I was saying last night, a uh, million dollar net worth, right? I know a direction I want to go in. And all I need to do now is make a plan. And regardless of what anybody say, oh, that's too hard. That's crazy. You should live life, whatever, right? I know what I want. I'm going to yeah. go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know, people should really build out that, that vision for their life. And I think the earlier you do it, the, the better life can be or the potential that you can realize that vision becomes right. And, you know, certain things like, so like, you know, when I grew up, I was, I was a fairly like quiet, quiet, shy person. And yeah. I just didn't want to, like, I wasn't great at talking. Right. Or yeah. so like I, you know, focus on listening. Right. But like during that time, like I, like in that times of loneliness where I wasn't going towards people or wasn't being too social, right. Just being like the introvert I am, I really wanted to like dial in and focus on what I wanted. Right. And, and a good way I figured that out was looking at the things that I didn't want to happen. So for example, like if you grew up in a, in an impoverished household, right. And you don't want that for your life, like you don't want to struggle day to day to make ends meet. You don't want to come home and wonder if you're going to eat or not. Right. And I'm not saying it has to be that, that extreme, right. But say even like relationship wise, like you don't like the way that your parents act toward each other, right. If they argue a lot, if they, if they're not together, whatever it is, right. There, there's, those are the things that will influence your vision. Right. So yeah, you wanting to be at a certain wealth level, you wanting to be in a specific like mental emotional state when you get to certain ages right and and one of the things that really helped me form my vision I, one of the things i kind of go by is that i wanted to be the person that i needed at that point right so and i've kind of talked about it here like when i after joining the military coming back as a reservist and stuff and you know moving out it was a struggle right i just didn't know what i was getting into but you know i still you know, embrace the suck, embrace the struggle. But it, you know, it, it helped callous me, it helped grow me because I didn't want to go through that and I didn't want anyone else to go through that or at least, you know, part of my legacy, part of my family to go through that. So, you know, and what I do, like whether I'm a sailor, whether I'm at work, I try to mentor someone that, especially if I see them in a situation that I used to be in, like, well, this is what helped me get past this right so i think you know really growing that vision is very like integral to help taming life in general yeah no i i can see that because as you you know as we're saying here having that plan having that vision having having the thoughts of where you want to be where you want to go what do you want to do right and not being tamed by life because when i say being tamed by life is like when you let it beat you down right you you turn to drugs or alcohol you turn to you know, whatever it is, your vice to help you get through life, right? Numb, numb life, because life is still going on regardless if whatever you're doing, right? If you think you're stepping off into another time zone, but you're not, or not time zone, but time dimension, but you're still in the same, same time zone, same, same dimension, same whatever, right? And you should definitely focus on getting through whatever it is you're getting through because yeah, just trying to let life tame you and just, just float with, with you know with life as it is yeah you, you, you'll lose i'll say that though so, and and i guess this is uh it goes to the next point right we should take more responsibility for the things in our life i'm trying to think of uh because I've, I've heard podcasts talk about it i've i've uh even even in the military i remember we had a sergeant major and how he looked at things like things in your three-foot bubble take care of things in your three-foot bubble 
And when he mostly said this, he was talking about kind of like your, your, your battle buddy, right? The people around you, you know, taking care of them because it's, it's your responsibility. Cause if you're in arm's length to take care of a person, take care of that person. And this is one of those things that when it comes to your responsibilities, right, which they're going to all be within arm's reach, uh, regardless if they're not in your reach, if it's your actual responsibility and you should always take, you know, be responsible for, you know, your actions, be responsible for, you know, whatever's going on. Because one thing that I stopped looking at, you know, regardless if people believe in good luck, bad luck, whatever, right? I I stopped looking at good luck and bad luck. I started looking at what can cause the bad luck what can cause the good luck now some some things are chance right you know being in the right position because it's like how that's how some people thought of michael jordan right he moved around so much on the court he was always uh, in the right position to take the shot right and to be right yeah 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 yeah. so you know and that's a, that's the thing you, you you chances can happen but you're making those chances just like mm-hmm. how he made those chances mm-hmm. right and when it comes to bad luck okay the first thing you should you know, say to yourself, what did I not do? Right. And that's how I start looking at things. Like, what did I not do? It's just like how, you know, the, the first time I ruined my credit, you know, or the second time I ruined my credit or whatever. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I had to think about what did I do wrong? You know, and that way that's kind of like one of those things you put in your, uh, your toolkit, the lessons learned not to do that again. And then another way, the tame life, right? Always taking responsibility for your actions or for things around you that could be, you know, that could cause harm in some way. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, because one of the things about like taking responsibility, and maybe it's just because like, you know, I have experience with other people is that, you know, there's a point where it's not your mom and dad's fault anymore. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, like It's not your, your mom and dad's fault for the way you do things, right? You know, uh, and I always say this, that you know, it's not it's not your fault for being in a situation, but it's your fault for staying in a situation. Yeah. Right. Especially yeah. if you're you're an adult, right? Like you all your parents had to do was feed you, clothe you, and you know, make sure you made it to your eighteen. Right. Yeah. After that, it's you. It's all you. Right. And maybe we don't have the you know, that social norm to, you know, move out, you know, as soon as we become an adult nowadays. But I think, you know, people should kind of go back to that because they start to put more and more responsibility or defer responsibility to their parents, right? Like it's still their parents' responsibility to take care of them, to feed them, to clothe them, to provide shelter, right? They they expect their parents to pass them down something. But no, you know, take responsibility for your own life, right? It's your life. And the reason why you need to take responsibility is because it, it is your life, right? When you're not taking responsibility, then like Craig said, people will tell you what you have to do or what you should do. Yeah. Right. And if you don't want to be like that, then they move out. Like people think it's unfair that if you're living in your parents' house, if you're an adult, you ain't paying no rent and they're still telling you you got a curfew. No, that that's fair because it's their place. Right. It ain't no hotel. It's not, it's not a place for you just to come and go as you please. They got rules. If you don't like them, then get out of the, yeah. get out of that space and, you know, take responsibility for your life. Find, find a place like clothe yourself, feed yourself, find shelter. Right. And another part of responsibility is if you can be responsible for yourself and like Craig said, I can be responsible for others. Right. Whether that's, you know, in the military, whether it's your soldiers, your, your shipmates, you know, just your, the people around you, you know, you, you have to take care of yourself and that three foot bubble, you're in that three foot bubble, right? You got to know how to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. Yeah. 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 Cause I, uh, I kind of like the, the point you're making about the, you know, getting out, moving out on your own and yeah, you're right. It, it's, becoming more and more common uh, in society to come back home and stay at home, right? 
it, like you you getting a second childhood, which you know it's not it's not true. But you got you got to move on in your life, right? Yeah. I mean, I I tell my uh, kids, and they're young, yeah, young right now, and I yeah. I tell them I tell them, hey, you're getting out at 18, right? And yeah, and no. not that it's like totally true, but it's going to be somewhat true because they're going to be they're going to be out of my home in some way or fashion. Right? They're going to you know, either go off to college or they're going to go start a business or they're going to start a trade. They're going to go do something. Coming back the, to the home is uh, only an option if, you know, it goes through the review, review board, right? And that'll be me and my wife, right? <laughs> we're the review board, right? So we're gonna basically going to say, hey, is this a viable, is this is your last resort to come back home? And most of the time it's not. I found that out on my own too. Uh, uh, you, you say you're ready to come back home because something's not going right, but like, you start to sit back and you think of other options and you realize that you had, you had a, a few more options and it stashed away that you didn't even think about. And it, like, and that's basically how it was with me. You know, I, I think I had told my stepmom I was actually going to move back home because I was having a tough time in Dallas. And then when I hung up the phone, I don't know, it just clicked. And I was like, no, I'm not. And I just kept moving forward with the ideas that I had, you know, constantly kept looking for a job. And I think that's when I, I finally started looking into going into the military because it was a, one of my plans. I had, this is something I thought of in the past and it was resurfacing. And I was like, well, how about I give it a shot? Let's see what's going on there. And that's uh, that's the reason why I was kind of, uh, you know, hitting on that again when you're talking about how the social norm is, right, with that. And it's just like how with the, you know, the student loans, right? I think it's a, it's a great idea, right? With the student loans, you know, because I believe that they're using money that was already there. That's just my belief because if you're a person of low income and, or you don't even have to be low income, you could be in a certain situation where the government deemed that you get grants, right? Yeah. And normally I think it was like, what, 2,500, was it 2,500 a semester or 2,500 a year? It was something, something of the sort, right? So they, you could, you could receive money and just think about it if you did four semesters and you received grants all four semesters what, what is that like right and that like 10 grants yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so basically that's what i was how i saw it i didn't see it as someone was getting a free ride or anything like that now i do kind of believe what some other people say where they shouldn't pay the whole thing off no no you should you got to be responsible for something right you know so uh, and i think it, yeah and kind of going into the uh, student loan repayment or or payoff. I agree that you know, or I don't disagree that it shouldn't happen. Yeah. Uh, what I do think that should have happened better is that they definitely should have offset it between income and actual debt requirement. Yeah. Um, so, for example, people that took out say a couple hundred thousand dollars in loans and they are above that income threshold, but that doesn't make the debt easier to pay off, right? Just because you're making a certain amount of money because you're still paying taxes, you still have obligations and, you know, I mean, and everyone could be screaming out, well, that's their fault for taking out the loans. You're right. You know, sometimes it is their fault, but especially when you're young, when your family is unaware, some of those can be very predatory, right? Like, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah people got to realize that school is not necessarily in your best in, or looking out for your best interest, especially from a financial standpoint, right? Yes, they want to teach you. They want to instruct you. They want to help you grow in learning. But when it comes to you paying them, then that's a different story, right? That's a different department. That's a different uh, half of the school that, you know, may not be looking in your best interest. So, yeah, yeah, I can't cut on people for, for doing that just as much as I can't cut on uh, the government trying to 
help out or, or pay off some people. Yeah. So, I mean, I think all they did was pretty much push down the income level because when it comes to grants, you literally have to have, can't be making much money at all to receive those grants. And they actually made it where a normal household could actually get some money now, which yeah. is, you know, so that's the reason why I, I don't really, you know, guess get upset about the whole thing. I don't get upset about any of it. I mean, eventually someone's going to have to pay the piper regardless, right? And when you look at it. Yeah. And it's, and when I went through school, I actually received, it might not have been a big thing of counseling, but we sat down with someone and as we were signing documents, they made us acknowledge what you are about to go into. And I'm not sure if they do that anymore, but you know, they probably should go back to that where they sit you down and tell you you're about to sign loans and you're about to be responsible for this. And yeah. I, I remember this because this was the first time I ever signed for loans. And, and they uh, basically you had to go see a certain person before you sign these loans. And then like, they kind of talk to you about it. And maybe that's what they need is to have that counseling there that lets you know that, hey, this is you. This is, you know. And that was another reason why I went into the military because it was one of the goals set, right? I was trying to come up with ideas to quickly pay off my student loans. And not to say that was quickly through the military, it was not, but the, the, when I was trying to come up with ideas, okay, so say if I move back in with my parents, cause they didn't help me with college at all. Right. And they were, Hey, I was like, Hey, could I stay here for a little bit? Even though I realized that it wasn't working, you know? So I ended up moving out again. And this time I stayed out, <laughs> like, but it was, it was the idea behind it. I was like, I take the money in and then I was going to actually just go ahead and just start, you know, because if they weren't going to charge me rent, then pretty much my student loans were going to be my rent. Right. Yeah. And that was the idea. That's how I was going to do it. Even though other things came up, I started to get anxious and go, nope, I'm ready to go live my life. So that's when I made plans to move to Dallas. So, yeah. So, yeah, I know that was stretched out a little bit longer, but, you know, it's the, you start talking about, you know, pushing people out of the house and. Yeah, I I believe it. <laughs> well, it wasn't PTSD for me because I actually wanted to move out. Uh, I got a lot of you know backlash from my my parents when I made the decision to leave. They felt like they knew what was best for my life. In reality, in somewhat they may have known, but they they didn't know because they didn't account for ambition. They didn't account for a person who wanted to succeed. They, they, yeah, they didn't account for your vision. Yeah, what? Yeah. They, had, they had a vision for you. You had a yeah. vision for you, right? You can't yeah. have both. Yeah, exactly. Hey, everyone. Quick interruption. I just wanted to say from both Craig and I, thank you for taking the time to listen to us and our random rambling about life. If you have enjoyed this and think even one other person will enjoy this, then please share out this link, whether you found us on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any other platform. It costs no money and little time, but would have a great positive impact for our podcast and brand. All right. Enough with the shameless plug. Let's get back to the podcast. All right. So uh, the next uh, next one down, we're going to talk about redirecting negative energy. Uh, so when uh, I'm talking about redirecting negative energy, that's usually the what people are probably what they're saying to you or right, what they're they're, uh, they, you know, you feel like you're getting talked about or, uh, you know, how someone looks at you because of your ideas or what do you plan on doing with your life, right? Uh, so when you redirect that negative energy, you put it into something positive, right? Uh, if Whether it's your hobby or you actually just buckle down more 
uh, to whatever your goal is, right? If you're, you're headed in a certain direction, if you got something to immerse yourself into to create that new person that you want to be. So using that, that negative energy to fuel it, right? Uh, as we, I actually had a first sergeant to say this. I actually like it. It's pretty cool, right? He's like, uh, you haven't, uh, you, you haven't succeeded today if you hadn't gained a one hater, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's, it's something, it's something along that sort, right? Uh, because yeah, it's, it, there's always a, a hater, right? There's always mm-hmm. like when you're trying to make it somewhere that there's always a hater lurking, right? Uh, they always want to know why, why you, right? Or, and it's not even about you. You're, you're actually looking, you're just looking for something else. You just, that what you're looking for is not there and you're looking for something else. Um, it, and it may be one of those things like everyone wants, every, you know, what's that misery loves company. Everyone wants to, you know, be, you know, the same. You know, they yeah. feel like no one else is different. And, and that may be, you know, you know, why that it comes about. But like, you know, taking that that negative energy that's that someone's like, you know, this that aura that's coming off of them, you you turned it into something else. You turned it into something positive. So because in the end, once you meet your goal and if your goal is uh, strategically planned out, you know how I would think most goals would be. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you're actually looking you're hitting one goal to hit another goal. So yeah. this is, you know, an endless, you know, goal cycle. So, and uh, along the time you're actually becoming successful, uh, you, you may not look at how successful you're becoming, yeah, but in, in that process, you're becoming successful. Uh, how do you feel about that one? So, you know, like, you know, like Craig said, you know, haters going to hate, uh, and you know, like, a one thing that I remember when I was younger is that, like, you know, uh, people would say like, haters feed me. Right. And you know, it's, it's a little kind of a joke and kind of kind of silly to say, but uh, it's true though, right? Like, uh, you know, haters do feed you, right? Or or they can, yeah. right? Like, if you look at any uh, someone that's of, of popularity or of influence or uh, that's got clout, right? They they're gonna have haters, right? Not everyone's gonna be on your side. And like we were saying in the beginning, you have to build that vision, right? And it's your vision. It's not anyone else's vision. So they don't have to support you, right? And, and, you know, and not just like negative people, like even people that could be hyping you up because what you don't want to do as well is, is get an ego, yeah. right. Or, or get that, that fixation that, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm doing great. You know, still not, I'm not saying, you know, don't do great things or don't feel like you're not doing great things. Yeah. What I'm saying is have some humility on top of it. Right. Because as your ego gets bigger, your, your vision kind of gets blurred and you're no longer reaching for the things that you you wanted to, right? You kind of get stymied, right? You you get you hit this this ceiling that someone put on you, um, and it shouldn't have been there, right? Because that wasn't part of your vision. But yeah, no, the the negativity. Think people are going to be negative, right? Uh, people aren't going to see the same vision you have for yourself. Then things don't align all the way. And and like Craig said, misery uh, enjoys company, uh, and people just don't like seeing others succeed because they have inadequacies about themselves, right? They're not going uh, in a certain way in life or their their life just not going what they planned. So they feel like, you know, you getting your way. Uh, and it could be, you know, slight digs. It's like, oh, you had a, uh, you know, a better childhood, right? You Maybe, you know, you grew up with, you know, a certain thing, you know, silver spoon, whatever it is, right? When that's necessarily not the case, right? Uh, you know, statistically, people that are given like a silver spoon don't reach uh certain heights like how um people of current success have been 
uh, you know, one of the things that I uh, read about, like one of the sheiks that that uh, runs Dubai, right, or owns Dubai, is that you know he said that uh, his father uh, or his grandfather rode a camel. Uh, his his father rode a camel, right? Uh, he like rides like you know like a Lambo, like a Rolls Royce. Uh, his son runs like in a Rolls Royce or something, and and his his grandson rolls rides in a Rolls Royce though. But he said like his great grandson, and even further generations will probably ride in a camel. And the reason why is because success, his success isn't going to breed more success, right? His success is yeah. going to breed more complacency, uh, more uh, uh, being comfortable with current situations and not having to want to work for it, yeah. right? Um, so those things that you think are negative, you can turn them into a positive because if there are things having negativity, that means you're going in a direction of resistance, Right, and it's easy to to buckle under that resistance and want to stay in that in that space, but realize that when you break through that resistance, that's when you'll hit success. And just because there's not resistance doesn't mean you're not successful. Um, but expect there to be resistance when you're hitting those, those strides and those goals and those milestones that you've been wanting to achieve. Yeah. Yeah, because I, uh, I like how you spoke on that about the sheik, right? Um, I was reading something where when it comes to wealth, right, by the third generation, they're they're trying to burn through the money because they they don't know the struggles to get that money. So that was along the line of, you know, kind of the same thing I was reading. Uh, and then so, that is the statistic that uh, for people of wealth, uh, that it will only last like two more generations until it's, depleted right yeah and then and it goes to like you know how craig was saying and then i was saying that um that success will not always breed success right because uh the you know a common saying is that uh greatness is the enemy of good right or mm -hmm. yeah greatness is the enemy of good because you could be doing good and everyone could be telling you you're doing good, but you get complacent, you get stuck, you get kind of just in that comfort zone, and you never want to attain anything more than that, right? Yeah. Um, so that's why, like, the, that saying is kind of falls true in the generational or lack of generational wealth um, uh, statistic kind of gets supported. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that was good there. Yeah. So, and then it goes down to our next thing we want to talk about, right? Uh, make yourself excited to be challenged. All right. So, um, that's uh, it's kind of like uh, all right. So, what I do in the morning, right? You know, you know how you don't you don't feel great about being you know waking up because you're getting up early in the morning and you, you got to get to work and all this stuff, right? Should yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if, you, if you you make yourself excited about the day, right? Like you know, mm -hmm. like what what's gonna happen today, right? Not not like in a negative way, but like, hey, what 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 am I gonna what am I gonna, what problem am I gonna solve today? Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously, you know, you know how it is where you know where we work, right? Mm -hmm. There's problems all the time. Something's oh, coming up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, take a step and there'd be a problem. <laughs> yeah. So like you all, you know, you can either make it where 
it's a negative thing and you dread wherever you are, or you can make it a positive thing and accept it as a challenge. And because uh, each challenge makes you grow, right? And then if you're growing, then you're gaining more experience. And if you're gaining more experience, guess what? You can either step off, do some, do your own thing as, as a business, or you can go to another company and they're willing to pay you more money or whatever, right? It You have all these different options if you look at your problems in a different light. And I guess that's how it all revolves back around, right? How, uh, you know, life is a beast. We're, trying, we're here to tame it. And if you can come up to, with these ways of like taming these problems in life, these, these struggles, you, you, you can, you can be that, that next person, that better person on the other side of it. Uh, because I feel like, you know, nothing truly earned doesn't come, you know, it doesn't come out of struggle. And I feel like I've always had to go through some type of issue to get to where I want. Nothing was go like, Hey, I you know, let me have this. And it just shows up sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you ask at the right time for something yeah, possibly. Right. Like, cause if someone in need of a, you know, need of talented people and you're asking for something and you probably get it. Right. But then sometimes you're, you're put through a test the, to realize, do you belong here? You know, can, uh, can you withstand, you know, the, the pressure, the stress of whatever's going on. And that's how life is. Life is here to challenge you. And you, all you need to do is just be excited about it and fight to the next, you know, the next problem, the next challenge. So you can just keep going. Yeah, you know, uh, so kind of going into like, you know, how I wake up, right? Uh, I always try to start with uh, gratitude, right? You know, it's just like a, a big thing, you know, in my life that I, I really want to focus on. And it's not like I, I meditate or anything, uh, but I try to be mindful uh, of that it is lucky for me to be in a certain situation. Right. It is lucky. Like if you actually look at the statistics, right. Uh, of the chances of someone being born, right. It's one in 400 trillion. Right. So, and I'm a numbers person. So that's a pretty big like chance for just a, a person to, to be born. Right. We, people, people still have enough complaints. Right. Uh, you know, they, they just feel like they're not going certain places in life. So what I try to do um, that trying to gets me to calm myself uh, through those, you know, whether it's a tough day or whatnot, or whether I know that there's going to be a lot of things that I have to have on my plate, it's just, you know, start with gratitude, right? I'm glad I woke up in the morning, right? I'm glad that, um, you know, I have my, my girlfriend with me. I'm glad I have a house. I'm glad uh, I have certain things. Um, and it just kind of puts me in a good headspace when I, when I first wake up. Right. And, and, and you know, I do that for like, you know, three minutes. Right. And then, you know, try to do the things like, and, and like Craig said, you know, our, our entire career is solving problems. Right. And, and it could be a big problem, could be small problems. Uh, it could be things that you have to work on with other people. Right. And, you know, how you solve problems, how you, uh, uh, look for problems to solve is, you know, can be dependent on your personality, but, in some shape or form, you're going to have to solve problems, right? Uh, and especially for those of success, that's how they got successful. They found a problem. They found something that had a gap and they fixed it, right? Or they found a solution, right? Or they continue to find more solutions towards other problems. Uh, and that's just, a, you know, part of, you know, taking responsibility, right? Because when you're solving a problem, you're taking responsibility of that problem, 
you're saying that, hey, I can fix this, so I will take responsibility if this is broken, that I can fix it, or right? I, I have a solution. Uh, if it's something, you know, say in our professional lives, if it's as simple as like a computer breaking down for whatever reason, right? I will take responsibility to figure out how this happened, uh, diagnose it, whatever it is, and fix it up. Yeah. Um, and that's just part of, uh, you know, life. And, and like Craig's been saying, it is, you know, really taming it um, and not letting it tame you. Because uh, if you're one of those people that, that just brings problems, uh, you know, I can tell you that most people probably don't want to be around you, right? Because you're probably causing them more stress than they need. Yeah. Right? That's why, like, uh, you know, one of my big things is, like, don't really ever come, like, you can come with me to pro- with problems, right? I, I'll take as many of the problems as you can throw at me. I'm down for it. Uh, but if you continue to do it and you're not providing any solutions, I'm going to start questioning why you're in a certain position or, or why you're there. Right? Yeah. Because you're no longer providing a solution. You're no longer contributing to the cause. Uh, then your usefulness or your your purpose in that role kind of diminishes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember um, I had a sergeant major that, that said this, and she was, you know, she's okay with people complaining because once you, you reach a high position, right, you're always going to have someone that complains. But her her thing was, if you're going to complain, come with a solution. So, mm-hmm. you know, to, to help or solve. Because they're not looking at what the position of a person higher is dealing with. They got problems all day long. So if you got you got complaints, right? And not to say that your solution is the best solution, but it's an idea. And coming with that idea helps, helps uh, create a, a real solution for it. Because if it gets reviewed by the right people and they go like, okay, yeah, that's, that actually sounds like a, you know, viable, you know, idea. Let's go for it. Right. Yeah. So yes, that's, that's kind of like what I, uh, you know, took from that when she used to say, uh, say that if you got a problem, come with a solution. Yeah. Um, all right. Now we're getting on down, right? We're getting, getting towards the end. Frugal and cheap. (laughs) All right. So for this frugal and cheap. We got driving all over town to find a deal. Yeah. What do you, what, what do you how do you feel about that one? <laughs> I'm lazy as hell, man. I, I'm going with cheap because uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'll I'll pay someone, man. Like, I'm good. I'm good. I ain't I ain't finding no deals. Uh, uh, no, I don't know. Like I think nowadays it'd probably be kind of cheap uh, to probably do that because you know online shopping's kind of. Yeah, about but no, I mean, but I've been seeing people, man. Like people still go to like garage sales, estate sales. Uh, people still be pulling up to people's houses where they like put stuff out in the lawn, yeah, or out in the front and still grab it. Um, you know, it it's cool, you know, not for me, but uh, yeah. is it still cool? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I will say that uh, it, it's only frugal if you could st- strategically plan out wherever you're gonna be, right. I think it would be frugal, but yeah, you know, uh, it's probably leaning towards more cheap because you're, you're only looking at the dollar value, right? Instead of looking at like, you know, all right. So say I'm I'm usually on this side of town anyway, right? Then how about I just stop by on the way home yeah. or, you know, whatever, right? Or if you, yeah, wherever you are, you just, you kind of plan it out. And, yeah. and and maybe you can make it where it's more of a frugal thing because think about it, it, as, you know, gas is getting expensive or yeah. it's coming down now, but it was expensive. All right. Yeah. But 
uh, and you, if you're driving all around town, you're you're probably losing money on your your deal that you were going after. Uh, and I guess if it was something, you know, that you know of high value that you were getting at a low value, you know, which you, you know that that would actually make it worth it. So say if you were buying a vehicle, right? Knowing this vehicle is twenty thousand dollars, this person they're just fed up with the car, right? But you know the car is still in good condition. And you're like, all right, I know what I know what's wrong with it. And then you go and purchase it for, you know, for a fraction of, you know, like for half, half the price, right? Yeah. And you probably made out pretty good, you know, where it's actually worth driving around town looking for a deal, right? I mean, and some people are like going back to cars, like people go to like different cities and go buy a car. Yeah. Right? Because it could be cheaper in, in that city for whatever reason, you know, but yeah. like, you know, say same car here be like 10 5k a little bit more here go go somewhere like houston austin you know a little bit cheaper uh yeah. then you know that makes it a deal uh but like you said that, that's very intentional on what they yeah. like they expect exactly. to uh go there for that cheaper price and i'm hoping people wouldn't just go there for like a grand cheaper because that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly that's a little, that's a yeah so, so that uh, if, that's if you're if you're if the difference is pennies then that's cheap uh, if the difference is, is like a decent amount, like a few grand, then yeah, okay, I, I'll, I'll support you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of like how I was I was looking at that one. There's like, uh, you know, if you got to go all around town just to save a buck, you're you're probably losing, you know. And yeah. but if you you can actually make it worth your while, like you you cutting off grands at a time, you know, like five ten grand, and you you got it for a decent price. Yeah, and now now, now we're talking. And I mean, you never know, right? Someone that's of higher income, where it 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 doesn't make sense at all, right? Like no, if, it, it works out better for them to have someone deliver it to them, or you know, or because their time is money, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so it, it'll be a waste of their time to go go searching for something when they already have they could they could pretty much get everything they need. Yeah. All right, man. All right, we made it through. Yeah, through. Yeah, so. All right, you want to close this out? Yes, sir. All right, this is uh, Jay and Craig, Trump Shoot Life Podcast. So, uh, appreciate everyone listening. Um, see you next week, man. All right, yeah, thank you everyone for listening. See you next week.